Hallelujah. What a time, right? You missed worshiping God freely. That's why this building is here. And so we're slowly opening up again, trying to worship and praise God freely. And you can feel the presence of God as you sing and worship Him. Amen? Jesus is the one who said, Do not neglect the assembling together of the saints. You are saints because you have accepted the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. In your spirit, you are sinless because of Jesus' sacrifice and you are a saint. Amen? So your name can actually have saint before it. Amen? Like Saint um, Peter. Praise God. (laughs) Saint Peter is a very common name. (laughs) But let's just say Saint Rame Gauda. See, that's an interesting name to have as a saint. Saint Rame Gauda. Praise God. Because Jesus has given his blood for anybody who will believe and be cleansed in their spirit, they become saints. The Bible says that the saints must gather together and not neglect the assembling together. Amen? There is a power in gathering together as a saint. Praise God. And God dwells in the midst of the praises of His people. When we praise Him and lift Him up like that, He comes there. Hallelujah. And when He's there, your prayers can be different. Hallelujah. Your desires can be different. Whatever it is you are trusting God for, you can believe and release faith. Amen? So I believe that you are on God's calendar and you are going to receive instruction, counsel, wisdom, and your needs met. Hallelujah. Last week uh, I had a number and I spoke it out. It happened to belong to somebody in the church who, that was their new vehicle. They were... Uh, beginning to deliver goods on that. So they were happy to hear that God knows about their delivery. Amen? They changed from four-wheel delivery to two-wheel delivery, and that was their new delivery vehicle. Amen? So God is faithful. I believe that as you open your heart to Him and trust Him, He will lead us. He will show things to us. Amen? Praise God. Today I'm going to be turning the program, or rather the service, over to one of my close associates. He used to be a drug addict also, um, maybe slightly higher than myself. <laughs> I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was a nutcase, and Jesus turned me around. It's almost 30 years now since I accepted Jesus, and thank God for His mercy. But we have a brother with us who has experienced his goodness, experienced his kindness. I believe he was on the verge of suicide when he met Jesus. And Jesus specializes in those kind of cases. Amen? When nobody can help you, Jesus comes right in. Amen? Praise God. So without further ado, I would like to welcome our dear Pastor Anup to help us uh, bring in the word today. Praise God. Welcome. Hallelujah, you may be seated. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Hallelujah, it's so wonderful to be in the presence of God among His saints. There is no other place like church. Hallelujah. And uh, 
you know, it, let's agree together that what heaven has for us today, that we will be able to hear and that we will be able to receive it. Amen? So, you know, you can't really say correctly without the help of God. You really need God's help in everything. I don't know, the moment you realize you're moving up. <laughs> you're moving up in your thinking. You know, you're, you're, you are actually losing yourself more and more, and you are yielding and depending on God more and more. Hallelujah. So, so let Him increase and let us decrease uh, even further. Hallelujah. And, uh, and when we do that, you know, it's going to be amazing. And the life and the things that God has for us is too good. Hallelujah. So let's just pray and, you know, agree and believe God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for bringing us today. We just remember your goodness. We just remember your mercy. We just remember that you are our God and you are our Father. We declare to you, Father, we have nobody else but you. We have nobody else but you. Oh, hallelujah. We declare for us there is only you and our Father, and you are the source of everything for us. We worship you. We have come together to hear, to receive what you have for us today. We thank you for helping us to understand. Thank you for helping us to receive. And we thank you not just hearers only, but actors in the name of Jesus, Father. We worship you for every ears that is listening. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You know, I consider this a great privilege and an honor, a great way to stand here in the midst of you. Amen. I don't consider this lightly. And the things, and I mean, the reason that I'm here is because of the truth that came out of this pulpit. I, would, um, I can write it and give it to you if I have not come and sat down and listen to the truth, I wouldn't be alive today. Hallelujah. So, you know, I just want to thank God. Hallelujah for this, for this life and for this time and for everything about my life. I just want to worship God with it. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I've been in some mess. <laughs> Hallelujah to a point that I could not help myself. I could not do anything. I wanted to change and I could not change. I didn't have the power to do it until I came down and sat down and listened to the truth. Hallelujah. And that word has changed everything. So when you come here, you know, receive the truth with meekness. And that truth is going to change you. Hallelujah. I'm still an addict, but I'm addicted on the right things. Hallelujah. You know, you can't, you can't live this uh, life on the earth without getting addicted to something. And you can get addicted to God. You can get addicted to His Word. You can get addicted to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And your life will go in the right direction. Not to the gutter. Not to, the, not to committing suicide. But it lifts you up. He'll give you a good family. He'll give you good children. He'll give you good friends and good company. Who will also be joining in the same shouting ground. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, there, is, there is no regret. In following Jesus. Hallelujah. So if there is a life area in your life that you are still holding up. I would say, you know, surrender it to Jesus. is is worth it. Hallelujah. So let's open up our Bibles. Uh, you know, we will read at something, you know, we have been thinking 
uh, which, because it is something that came to us in the beginning of the year, and let's see how uh, you know we could build up something more about on that. Hallelujah! So we'll go to the book of Hebrews, chapter four, and verse nine. And here it says, "There remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has." ceased from his own works as God did from his. For we who have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I sworn in my wrath, they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. That is the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse uh, 9 and verse 3. Hallelujah. So Bible says here, there therefore remaineth, in verse 9 it says, there remaineth therefore a rest. For the people of God. Amen. So there is a rest for you. And there is a rest for me. And that rest is he's talking about is a place. Where he finished everything for us. Where you don't have to struggle. Where don't you have to put any self effort. But Jesus came. And finished something for you. And accomplished it fully. That all you needed to do. To enter into that place. Is to believe. And when you believe. You enter into that place of rest. That's verse Three says, those who believed, they which believed, do enter into rest. Let's see if we can hear Hebrews chapter 4, verse uh, 9 and verse 3 in Kannada. Deva Janarigoskar Iruva, Sabbat Yamba Vishrantiyu, Innu Baralide, Yambudanu Idu Torpadisutade. And verse 3 also. Nambuvara the Navu, Deva Vishrantili, Seralo. Hallelujah. So, you know, these are some amazing truths that you would always keep it in the forefront of your thinking all through your Christian life. Amen. Where you don't have to struggle, where, don't, where you don't have to put any effort, but all that you needed to do to enter into this place is to believe that Jesus has finished it for you. Amen. And when you believe that, you enter into that place of rest. You know, I, don't, I know you're not so getting so excited about it, but this is such an exciting news. Amen. That you don't have to struggle to be healed. You don't have to struggle to be rich. You don't have to struggle to get your meats ne- met needs met. Hallelujah. You don't have to do any of that, but by just believing what Jesus has finished, you can enter into that place and you can experience that in your physical life. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good news that you don't have to do anything? Hallelujah. So this must be the point or the base from which you should operate everything now. Amen. Your confession, your your praise, your thanksgiving, your act of worship must be from that place, hallelujah, of the finished work of Christ. Otherwise, you are always trying to bring something apart from what Jesus has done. Always you are trying to add something extra than what Jesus has done. And you think because of that, God is going to answer you. But the truth is, you are already healed. (laughs) The truth is, you are already blessed. The truth is, the, the work has been finished for you. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to do anything. Just like God finished on the sixth, seventh day, everything and He rested. Because He finished all His work, you also just enter into that place of rest. And that work was finished for you 
by Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so everything now for your life or for my life now must flow from this place. Hallelujah. So you know when you, when you start to think about this, you will realize why would God do all that to you? Why would he ever do everything, all these things for you? It's just only one reason. Because he loves you. God loves you and he is rich in mercy towards you. Hallelujah. So you don't have to, you, you can't comprehend any, any other way. This is the only reason that you can understand this is because God loves me. Hallelujah. And the more you start thinking and, and understanding and receiving truth in this land, you can get established in that love. Hallelujah. So, alright. So, I think let's read one more verse which we read earlier. That's from the book of Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. It says, according as His divine power has given us to us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him, who has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Hallelujah. This verse again says, so you know, we are looking, see you know, I can say some things and go away, but after you go home, you must know it is there in the Bible. Amen. That's why we keep looking at something again and again. So this will sink into you. Hallelujah. So uh, in, your, in your dreams will just come up. Hallelujah. It should get so deep inside you and it should become a part of your inner conscience. That's when life starts to flow. Hallelujah. And so here the Bible says, God's divine power has given unto you everything. He didn't leave anything else. He gave you everything that is needed for life and godliness. Everything that is required for you to finish what God has called you to do here, and everything that is required for you in the plan and in to minister to God, everything, the power, God's power has been given to you. How? Through the knowledge. That's why we come to church. Amen? How so can we can get knowledge? Hallelujah. So, now you're receiving knowledge. You're realizing, wow, I've got something. I'm carrying something. I'm in possession of something. And God's word says His power has deposited something inside me. Now how do I experience these things? That's what verse, the next verse says. Uh, according, uh, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Hallelujah. So by the promises of God, you can now experience all those good things that has been deposited inside you. So my help comes from within. My victory is inside me. <laughs> Hallelujah. My blessing is inside me. My healing is inside me. I'm no longer looking outside. I'm no longer trying to do something else. I'm no longer trying to fast so that I can get healed. I'm fasting so that I can put away every other thinking that is contrary to the truth that I'm healed inside. Hallelujah. 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 So all my efforts now stops. All my struggle stops. And I realize, whoa, <laughs> I don't have to do anything. It's done. Amen. But doctor says, your report is like this. <laughs> doctor, I have a bigger report. It's done. I'm healed. 
Oh, what you have bills to pay. You know, the, the electric guy is coming to take the fuse away. Oh, but you're saying, no, the supply is here. My God is more than enough. He loves me. He told me. He finished it for me. Ah, not only for the time that I'm on the earth and in the ages to come, he paid it. So what's this bill? Just wait a little bit more. You will see the experience of the glory of God. Hallelujah. So can you now see that from a, well, from a life of struggle and toil and everything, he has now brought you into a place of rest. Hallelujah. And he has finished everything for you, accomplished everything for you. And if you don't enter it, he is not so happy. <laughs> he is not at all happy. And he gives us an example in the Old Testament when he finished everything, when he prepared everything, a good land, everything for them, they, will, they were not ready to believe that he has done it. Let not that happen in your life. Because you will miss out on what God has for you. Hallelujah. So you don't have to struggle. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to toil. You don't have to perform. You don't have to do anything. All you needed to do is to believe that Jesus has finished it. Jesus has accomplished it to the full. There is nothing more that you needed to do except come and worship Him. Except come and thank Him. Hallelujah. Except come and believe and act from that place. And you will experience what He has done for you on the outside. Hallelujah. I mean, this must be in the forefront of our thinking when we pray. It should be in the forefront of our thinking when we give. It should be in the forefront of our thinking when we seek God, when we, when we praise God, when we thank God, and, when, and whatever we do in our life. Hallelujah. Okay, so, so we understood that we don't have to do anything. It has been finished for us. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that awesome? That I don't have to do anything. I have a savior. <laughs> you know, if I can help myself, you know, I can tell you, if I could help myself, I could have come out of drugs. If I could have helped myself, I could have, you know, easy to throw away that thinking and, and sat there. I tried yoga, but it was not helping me. Nothing was helping me. And the last resort was for me to come to Bangalore. And I knew this was my last thread. <laughs> my last thread. Hallelujah. And just between you and God. It's just between you and God. Nobody else. You have to be real with God. You can't be playing gimmicks. You can't be doing this and that. You have to be real one day or the other. One day you have to wake up. <laughs> one day you have to be real and say, whoa. <laughs> and God shows up. Because he is real. He is alive. And he has done something for you. God loves me and he has done something about it. Hallelujah. So my healing, my victory, my deliverance was all inside me. But I could never enjoy, experience or think or be a help or a blessing to anybody until I started to hear the truth. Until I started to hear the promises. Hallelujah. I came and sat down and pastor would say, I will write it down. And I would go 
you know, to my cousin's house and I will stay there because I was staying with them. And uh, I would start reading those scriptures again. And I had a book where I would start writing those, uh, you know, scriptures that will, that it kind of lights up inside you. <laughs> you know, you have to be like that. You know, with the, the scriptures that open up for you, give it special place. Give it a special book, <laughs> a journal. Because those are things God has opened up for you. And you need to read that. And, and those things that you've written, you keep saying it. You keep saying it. You keep saying it. Because once you say it, you keep saying that, it will start, you will start to think about it. it. You know, sometimes when we say things, it looks as if it's like some kind of uh, press this button, press that button. This is not that. This is about Jesus. This is about God and you. You, you cannot apply a principle without the person. Amen. It's about Jesus. It's about God. Hallelujah. So I had to go and learn and list and, and say these things so that I could think. Because you have no idea what thinking was going on inside me. Like bullet, it'll go. Because that's the background you're coming from. So you need to, you need to anchor your soul. You know, load those big ships, you know, what makes it stand? There's something called an anchor that will go down and hold it there. Hallelujah. And so you need to anchor your soul. Where are you going to anchor it? And, and the only place that is stable, that is secure, that we can find refuge is God and in His Word. And when you start doing that, things began to change. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm not a ghost. I'm alive here. Hallelujah. I have a beautiful wife. I have two children. I have, I have pastors. I have you guys. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's wonderful. So there is no regret in serving this king. The message is too good. So we understood that now all the struggles are over. Amen. Let's go to the book of Galatians chapter 3. You know, we, we are on our way into something uh, I believe God will help us to reach there. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's why we prayed. Because I'm telling you, you cannot do anything without the help of God. You cannot say anything. You cannot do anything without God. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Amazing scripture. You know, please take it and <laughs> sleep with it. Hallelujah. At night and day, get up, wake up in the morning and sleep with this word. Hallelujah. Because this is sweet. Because it says, Christ oh, has redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Next verse is that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us. The word redeem means purchased us back. Hallelujah. And given us an everlasting release of freedom. And telling you, you are free. That means somebody came and paid the price that you're supposed to pay. And gave you a ticket and said, hey, I paid it all. Live free. <laughs> Hallelujah. And there is only other, the only way to live this life is to live for the one who, who purchased it for you. 
Hallelujah. And here it says, He has redeemed us from what? From the curse of the law. Oh. That means the curse of not keeping the law. The curse of breaking the law. Amen. So if you go and read the law, what is law? Law is basically you have to perform. You have to do something. You have to do X, Y, Z. Not only X, Y, Z. You have to keep doing like that until you reach 613 of them. 613. Ten commandments is not just the law. There are more. 613 laws you have to fulfill. And if you break one, you break it all. What? How can you keep it? You can't. That's why you need a savior. (laughs) That was the purpose of the law. The law was supposed to point you and say, Man, you can't do anything on your own. By your self-effort, by your struggle, by this, that and the other, you cannot do anything. You need me. (laughs) You need a savior. And so the law was supposed to point to a person who is your savior, Jesus Christ, who is the only one who can keep the law. Oh, glory to God. So if you don't keep one of this element, one of the 613, you've broken it all and the curse is on you. But if you keep all the 613, which you can't, hallelujah, that's why they have to bring a sacrifice, an offering. Somebody had to die. And those times, it was a picture of the real Savior, Jesus Christ, but it was a picture, the picture was a lamb. The picture was an animal that has to be shed, an innocent animal who has to die. A life has to be offered for your mistake, for your sin. So that, 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 that blood, that life, that blood was the life of that animal, would cover your life, your mistake. Instead of you dying, the animal dies. Instead of you dying, the animal dies. Until the real Savior, the real Lamb of God came and shed Himself and bled completely and finished it all for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so if you would keep the law, all these blessings will come on you. All the blessings. But if you break one of them, all these curses will come on you. It's tough. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Bible says Christ, but the good news is Christ came and redeemed us. Oh, he redeemed us from what? From the curse of the law. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on me. I have on me something called the blessing of Abraham. You have on you, believing in Jesus, because you believed in Jesus, you have on you a blessing. A blessing. I call the blessing of Abraham. Amen. And that blessing will make you rich. Not just gives you money. That blessing can be on your family and give you a good home. Hallelujah. That blessing can be on your business and make it successful. That blessing can be on everything that you do and make it fruitful. Sometimes we just say, blessing is only money. No, no, no. That's a part of it. Hallelujah. You know, when you see the, uh, uh, when you see, uh, you know, the leaves moving there, you know, outside, if you look, the leaves are moving. You know, why is the leaf moving? You say it's the wind. The leaf is not the wind. It's the result of the wind, isn't it? The same way, you know, the healing The prosperity, the success, the victory is all a result of the blessing of Abraham that is on you. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So Christ has come and redeemed us from all the curse of the law being made a curse for us. That means it's no longer performance. It's no longer self-effort. That means you you didn't do anything 
to deserve this. If you go and look at the life of Abraham, maybe we'll go there, Genesis chapter 12, and we start reading until I believe verse chapter 16. You know, Abraham didn't really do much <laughs> to receive. I'm sorry, we didn't hear Galatians um, chapter 3 in Canada. Shall we hear that? <laughs> Thank you. Hallelujah. So if you go and read in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 12 onwards, you know, uh, verse 1 says, uh, let's see, Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 onwards says, Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get you out of your country and from your kindred, from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curseth you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him. And Lord went with him and Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai his wife, Lot his brother's son, all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. Into the land of Canaan they came. Hallelujah. So let's see if we can read uh, Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 to uh, 4 in Canada also. Yehovano Abrahamanige, Nino, Nina, Swadeshavano, Bandubalgavano, Tandia Maneano, Bitu Nano, Torisovadeshake, Hortuhogo, Nano Nino, Maha Jananga Wagavante, Mardi, Ashirvadisi, Nina Heserno, Prakatige, Taruenu, Nina Ashirvada, Nino Ashirvada, Nidi Agiruvi, Nina no Ashirvadisuru Avarano, Nano Ashirvadisuenu, Nina no Shapiso Avarano, Nano Shapisuenu, Nina Mulaka, Bulokada Yella Jananga Lige, Ashirwada Untagodo Yendo Heridano, Yohono Herida Prakara, Abrahamano Horto Hodanum, Lokovan Lotano, Avonano Sangadam Hodanum, Abrahamano Haran Patanada Bitu Horotaga, Yepotaido, Varshavagidanum. Hallelujah. You know why we are reading this is this is a part of the blessing of Abraham. So that you can start thinking about it, meditating about it. Hallelujah. So uh, Bible says here, God is telling Abraham, get out of this place. From your country and from your family members. I mean, leave all of them and come and I will show you a place. And he said, I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Hallelujah. And he said, blessed are those who bless you and curse them that curses you. And in you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Wow. What an amazing promise. Amen. So, so what did Abraham do to deserve all this? What did Abraham do so that God could just say all these promises over his life? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It was God's love and kindness. Hallelujah. And what did Abraham do? He told him to leave his family and go, but he, he didn't do exactly. He came out, but partially obeyed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not fully. So he was not a perfect man. You can see, Abraham was a very imperfect man. Hallelujah. But you can see, this is a man who had the desire. There was some fire, some fuel to go after God. Amen. At least, he didn't sit there. (laughs) Hallelujah. But he stepped out. Though not perfect, though not everything correctly. Amen. 
though the song was not so in the exact chord but the heart was there hallelujah we are going somewhere i'm told you i'm going we are going somewhere we'll we'll trust god to reach there amen so but the heart was there so he he took lot his nephew with him meanwhile god told him leave him there <laughs> leave all of them there and come out so he had a good company when he left uh, i think you know most of us we like some company <laughs> You know hallelujah just make sure it's the right company <laughs> hallelujah then it'll be all right oh glory to god and and bible says uh let's see you know bible says in verse 6 and abram passed through the land unto the place of sikem into the plain of more and the canaanite was then in the land and genesis verse 7 12 verse 7 says and the lord appeared unto abram and said unto your seed will i give this land and there he builded he an altar unto the lord who appeared unto him can we hear verse 7 in kannada please alli yehovanu abrahamunige darshanadalli nanu ee deshavannu ninna santanakke koduvenu andanu tanna darshana kottu yehovanige abrahamunu yagna vediyannu katisidanu hallelujah so here we can see that abraham now comes and does something he makes an altar and he offers something and calls on the name of the lord amen so we can see there's worship there <laughs> worship say worship worship worshiping god worshiping. hallelujah so you know though abraham didn't deserve it god has said all these things and god has been good to him god has been faithful to him hallelujah and and you know when you don't obey you kind of know in the inside that was not perfect it is not hitting the spot but god is faithful to you god is good to you god is merciful to you because that's who he is hallelujah and then we can see that as we keep reading uh in a verse ages and he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of bethel and pitched his tent and having bethel on the west and high on the east and there he built an altar unto the lord and called upon the name of the lord say again worship can we hear that again in kannada but the john verse 8 avanu allinda horatu bethelina purvadalliruva guddakke bandu tanna udaravannu haaki ilidukondanu pashchima bethil pashchimakke bethel purvakke aayi emba oorigalidive alliyo abrahamana yehovanigoskara yagnavediyannu kattisi aatana hesarinalli aaradhisutanu aaradhisidanu shaitanayadapati so he stopped there and started doing and if you keep reading genesis you will see at least five, i think five places of place he he does this <laughs> amen worshiping him so uh, so now now after that if you keep reading there was a famine in the land and they all go to egypt and abraham tells his wife you know you look so good <laughs> you know she is old she is old to the current standard but she is beautiful hallelujah see that's what blessing will do amen and and abraham's abraham says you know you look good <laughs> and they're going to they they will look at you and they will desire you and they're going to kill me and take you so instead of let's going through all that just say you are my sister i mean abraham say yeah it is my relative it's era is related you can say that kind of a sister but that's not the truth so he tells her to lie you know god doesn't lie as we follow god we should also not lie <laughs> amen when you don't lie you are acting like god amen hallelujah 
So, so here, you know, Pharaoh's, you know, the, they see and they bring her to Pharaoh and Pharaoh started to treat him well. He starts to give him this, he starts to give him that, and even female donkeys. <laughs> like we heard last week, he also started giving them female donkeys. Let's read that. Hallelujah. And Genesis chapter 12, and uh, uh, it says, And he entreated Abram well for her sake, and he had sheep and oxen, and he asses, and men servants, and maid servants, and say, she asses. And camels. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, and, and Pharaoh started to treat him well because of Sarai. And started giving him all these good things. And what did God do? Bible says, and, and, and the next verse, let's read verse 17. It says, and the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. Amen. You don't go against a man with the blessing of God. Even though he's not perfect. Amen. So, so what happens is Pharaoh gets all, uh, you know, get all alarmed and he realizes that this is his wife. And he says, please take, please take her, take everything and take everything that I've given. Please take and go away. So here Abraham comes out and, we're, and chapter 13 begins with this. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, lot with him into the south. And Abraham was very rich in cattle and in silver and in gold. Amen. Let's read chapter 13, verse 2 also in Kannada. Abrahamano bahu aishwarya vantanagi dano. Avanige pashugolo belli bangaravo iddavo. Can you imagine? Though he was telling a lie, though he was not perfect, in the end he comes out with great substance. The only way you can explain this is because of God who is in his life. Who, even though he was not perfect, God will not change. <laughs> he showed himself to be merciful and he proved the covenant and showed him loving kindness and goodness to him. And he comes out with success. Again. And look at verse 3. And he went on his journey from the south even to Bethel unto the place where, he, where his tent had been in the beginning between Bethel and Hai. <laughs> unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord amen so can we hear verse 4 again in kannada naduve purvadalli gudara hakisi yagnavediyannu kattida sthalakke abrahamano hintirugi bandu alli yohona hesrinalli aaradhisidanu hallelujah say it again say again with me worship <laughs> he called on the name of the Lord worshiped him who, though he was not perfect, though he went off the limits, I mean, to such a way, amen, that he was even able to put Sarai down. You're actually putting Sarai down to such a place, and then God, in the end, showed him goodness. What would you do? You will just worship in awe of who this person is. Amen? So, worship means you are in awe of your God. You're in awe of your Creator. Hallelujah. And, and, and you bring something out of you to Him. Something out of you who is a creation unto the one who is your Creator. Hallelujah. And Abraham called on that name and worshipped Him. And when you make an altar, you bring something called as sacrifice. 
something that is precious. Amen? Hallelujah? Because he knew who this person is. Hallelujah? I mean, see, we, we read all that in the beginning about rest and all. What can you do or respond to all that? Worship. <laughs> Worship him. Amen? You, cannot, you, don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to perform. You don't have to do this, that, and the other. You don't have to do anything to be deserving. But it will just happen for you because of who is in your life. You know, who is in your life makes all the difference. If you go and read in the book of Genesis again, if you keep reading, you will see about Joseph. Bible says God was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. God was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor. You know, many times we go after those outside things. Prosperity. Woo. Favor. Yeah. Worship. Ah, let me, it's time. Let's, hey, what's in, the, what's in the phone? Let me check the new update. Hallelujah. We want the benefit. But we don't want the one who is given the benefit. Do you know the benefit is a result of the one who is in your life? The benefits are because of the one who is in your life. Because he is in my life, I am blessed. Because he is in my life, blessing will follow, cars will follow, houses will follow, riches will follow. Whatever you are struggling out there will follow me because I am following and seeking the one who is more than enough. (laughs) Hallelujah. He is my mother. He is my father. He is my nurse. He is my everything. That's the word El Shaddai means. And if you read, you know, Genesis, if you keep reading, I mean, it's amazing if you keep reading, uh, you know, the life of Abraham, you know, until chapter 16, there is a big break (laughs) for 13 years. And that 13 years is because Abraham was trying to perform. God said something and it didn't happen. And it was not happening. There's nothing wrong on God's side. It was not happening. So he started to get something else. He gathered to perform something and make another son out of his own body through his own effort. You know, the moment you start to perform, the moment you start to do things on your own, you have first of all come out of that place of rest. You have first of all come out of that place where the blessing will operate and you will be struggling. Amazingly, if you read from chapter 16 to verse 17, there is a gap of 13 years. And that, <laughs> hallelujah. But till then, if you, if, you, if you read it, you will see how God is being so faithful and good. And, and Lot was taken, Abraham with his 318, I believe, 318 servants, goes and slaughters them. He gets the car driver, he gets the cook, he gets the gardener, he gets all of them and goes after and finishes them. And he knows it is not their cooking, because of their cooking, because of their gardening, they were slaughtered. It's because God was with them. So when Melchizedek came, he could not do anything else help but offer him the tithes. Tithe is honoring God. Is honoring God. You know, many times we, we come out, 
We come out of the real purpose, the real essence of our Christian life, which is about God, which is about Jesus, which is about what He has done, and, and going after the benefits. The benefits. You know, I like the benefits. I thank God for the benefits. You know, I, oh, He daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation. Hallelujah. He daily loads us with benefits. You have no idea what He has set for you even before the world was created. He has set things in motion for you. It will reach you. You don't have to struggle and do this, but follow Him. All those things will follow you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go seek Him first. Seek His kingdom. Let me, let me uh, read something in the book of Romans. Chapter 4. We use this prayer, we use the scripture a lot every time we pray in the pocket prayers. Romans chapter 4 and verse 13. It says, For the promise that he, means Abraham, should be the heir of the world, was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Can we read, hear that, Brother John, in Canada, please? Abrahamanige, Avana Santatiga Varigo, Jagatane Kodua Dagi, Devro Vagdana Maridano, Adre Abrahamano, Avagdana Uno, Hundikunda De, Dharma Shastra Uno, Anusaris in Rinda, Abrahamano, Nambike Mulaka, Niti Vantanada Karana, Avagdana Uno, Hundikundano. Hallelujah. It says the promise that Abraham would be the heir of the world. So, what was the promise? That Abraham would be the heir of the world. Whoa. That's the blessing of Abraham. Amen. And Bible says, Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 says, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. There's no other way this is going to happen. Through, you have to come. You have to come and bow to Jesus. He is the only way. He's the only one who came and finished for you. So there is no other way apart from Jesus. You can bring all the theory and say, all the rivers go into the ocean. Not this, not this river. There's only one river. <laughs> There's only one way. And that is Jesus. Hallelujah. So, you know, the, the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, so that we might receive the promise by faith. So how do you receive the promise? By your faith. By believing it, those promises will begin to happen. You will receive it. And what was that promise? That Abraham would be the heir of the world. Oh, that word, that word world means cosmos. <laughs> and cosmos means, let me, let me read this, you know, all of the world's goods. All of the world's goods. Its endowments, all of its riches, all the advantages, and all the pleasures, let's put all of the technologies and everything in it. The promise that he would be the heir of the world was given to Abraham not by law, not by performance, not by because Abraham didn't lie or didn't lie or lied. It's based on promise. And promise comes because somebody loves you. Hallelujah. And, and he says, it came, all this is now yours. Galatians chapter 
3 verse 29 says, If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now, did you get that? Abraham's seed equals you <laughs> in Christ Jesus. That means you equals heir of the world, heir of all the endowments, heir of everything that is in the world. Everything. Hallelujah. Every, every advantage that is in the world is yours by promise. Every riches that is in the world is yours by promise. Not by performance. Hallelujah. So for that promotion, you don't have to perform. You can believe the promise and you will get the promotion. Hallelujah. We, we have been so wired to perform... That we have to perform this and that. I mean, I'm not saying being sluggish in your work, being uh, irresponsible, and during your work time, you're doing something else. You're browsing YouTube and watching. No, that's, that's, that's not the right thing. Do what you are supposed to do, but believe God for the, for the promise of promotion. Amen? And it will happen for you. So, praise God. So, let's get back. So, he says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I, I like to read that from the New Living Translation. And it says, verse 13. I think we have New Living Translation. It says, Clearly, God's promise to give the whole earth to Abraham... And his descendants was based not on his obedience to God's law. Hallelujah. It was, it was not based on your performance and how well you've done it. But on a right relationship with God that comes by faith. Woo, hallelujah. So what was it birthed out of? A right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. See, all these blessings, all these benefits are a result of who you are, who you have in your life. It's based on my relationship with my God. He may be God to the world, but He is my Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is my eldest brother. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we have a relationship. And every benefit that I'm receiving is because of this close relationship. You know, I have a relationship with my wife. And I also have some benefits out of that relationships. Hallelujah. But if I am staying and continuing and keeping everything because of those benefits, one day or the other, I will walk out of that relationship. It's a hard thing to say, but that's how it is. Amen? Because everything may not be the same as you look on the outside as time goes. Amen. If I, if I am with my wife just because that I can have sex with her, one day or the other, we're going to be walking out of that. But if I am here and be with my wife because I love her, and I've committed to love her because of a covenant that I made with my God the day I got married, the benefits is an added benefit. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Hallelujah. So, so we are here for that. You can never take that out and just be saying, I confess this hundred times and confess that this times this is going to happen. It will not happen. Because you have taken the very essence out of it. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 
So, so like I told you, worship is an expression of the awe of God. Amen. A devotion of love that we have for God. Amen. It is an expression of something that comes out of us to Him. Hallelujah. And we hear these awesome things. We see these things that He has done through His Word, by understanding His Word. And what we can do, nothing else but fall down and worship Him. Hallelujah. So your praise, your worship, your giving and everything is coming out of that place of awe of God, or worship to God on what He has done for you. Not what He's going to do, but on what He has done for you. That's why I said the, the, the message of rest, you should keep it in the forefront of your thinking. Hallelujah. And everything that you do, you must operate from that place of rest. You must operate from that place of resting in the finished work of Christ. Hallelujah. And the greatest of that is, let, 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 me, let me read something. First Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 18. Let me see if I can get that. Yeah, First Peter chapter 3, verse 18. He says, For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust. Why? That he might bring us to God. Can we hear Brother John that in Canada? Nima Pak Nima Papigalage Kristano Wande Sari Bade Anebovisi Satano Niti Vantanagida Atano Aparadi Galigage Prana Kotano Nimelarano Devara Balige Narisovda Kagi Atano Hige Madidano Atana Dehavo Kolal Patito Adre Atano Atma Samanda Dali Mate Jivantanadano. Hallelujah. I'll read that also in, in the New Living Translation. It says, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but He died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, to bring you safely home to God. Hallelujah. He has brought us to God. See, that's the whole essence. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so your attitude and your motive must be bigger than what you're doing. <laughs> your attitude and motive must be bigger than your giving. You know, giving is a part of your worship. It's not like a liver. Ah, jackpot. You've seen that in those... Uh, you know, uh, places you gamble, you put this and, and you're like, ah, this one, I got it. So you give, ah, I'm going to get it. Thousandfold, hundredfold, twentyfold. Where is the worship? I mean, I thought this was all supposed to come from that heart where you have been brought home to God and you are before Him and you, have, you are so in awe of you and then comes something out of you from that and that is precious. Hallelujah. Philippians, in the book of Philippians it says about how they sent through Epaphroditus an offering which is a sweet Sweet smell and perfume to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Not every time the costliest thing is the, is the, is the precious one. It's the best that you can do. 
I'm not trying to put a bucket here and take an offering, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. What's the point? You take home, sleep with it, live, let it become inside you and affect you, and, and then you come out. You will do something. You can't keep quiet because you are in love with Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. You've become a dangerous man to the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. Otherwise, it's just some theory. It's just some gimmick. And, and, and because people have misused it and used gimmicks to make this happen, you, you have now a big allergy towards giving. Look at Abraham. He stopped, worshipped. <laughs> he stopped again, worshipped. He stopped again, worshipped. He went to offer Isaac. And, and, and God says, no, 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 don't do anything. And then what is there? Behind him was the ram. He takes him and offers him and calls on the name of the Lord and says, You are the God Jehovah Jireh. God doesn't need any of your offering. He is the self-sufficient one. A cattle on a thousand hill is his. Oh, oh, everything, the whole earth and its fullness is his. If he's hungry, he will not ask you. It's part of your worship. It's part of you honoring God. Have you imagined... God is, I don't know, let's say that, okay. You know, uh, have you imagined, what is tithing? What is tithing? You know, in the, in the Garden of Eden, God has said, you can eat from everything except from one tree. If that tree was not there, there was no problem, right? But when the tree was there, there is now a problem. The problem is, what's the problem? I have to choose. I have to choose to value God than what I want, <laughs> what I desire, what I feel like, or what this nutcase is telling me, this, this weird snake is telling me. Hallelujah. I have to value now God above all that. The choice. So can you imagine when God blesses you, you bring a tenth of it in worship and give to Him. Can't He just take the tenth and give me the remaining ninety only? <laughs> Have you thought about that? Anyway, he's the one who's giving, giving it to me. Why should I return it back to him? Then you don't have the choice and make a choice to honor God. Hallelujah. Woo. Let me back up a little bit and come here. And uh, oh, glory to God. So, worship. Giving is a part of your worship. Amen. Let's look at a person. I don't know where we are in time. <laughs> because our thing is, uh, hope it's okay. All right. We'll float. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Maybe it's an added advantage. <laughs> I can always say it was not pressed on. <laughs> hallelujah. Let's go to a man, you know, and look at him. Amen. He was a shepherd boy. And you know what he told he said, uh, when, when Saul sent his, uh, we're talking about David, when Saul sent his uh, you know, servants and said, go and tell David that the king likes him. <laughs> go and tell him. His servants also like him and wants to be his son-in-law. And he says, what? What am I? I'm a poor man. That's what he says. So David was not always rich. Amen. He was a shepherd boy. He was despised even by his family. Hallelujah. But God was with David. God was with... 
How many of you can say God is in your life? Can you say He has been good to you? He has been faithful to you? Even though you have been imperfect, you have been going nutty and this way and that way, He has remained the same and showed you mercy, showed you favor, gave you goodness, hallelujah, provided for you, supplied for you. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So here comes David and the Bible tells about him as a man after his own heart. A man after God's heart. Wow. Hallelujah. Amazing. Amen. So let's look at uh, First Chronicles and uh, verse 1. And David said, I think we may not be able to read everything that we want to read. So we'll just glance through and you can take it home and read more. Hallelujah. And chapter 22 and verse 1 says, Then David said, This, the house of the Lord God, uh, and this is the altar of the burnt offering for Israel. Amen. And, and, and then it goes on to, and verse 5 says, And David says, Solomon, my son, is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnificent of fame and of glory throughout all countries, and I will therefore now make preparations for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. Let's, let's read verse 5. Uh, first Chronicles Hallelujah. So he says, you know, he's talking about building something. God said, you, you won't be building because you're a man of war. Your hands are bloody. So your son is going to build this house. Amen. And, and, and David is so excited about God's house. So excited. And he starts to make preparations for it abundantly. You know, I would say as you grow in your Christian life, you should start making preparations. Or whatever God is telling you to do. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go. Amen. So he said, this, what he's going to do, it must be exceedingly magnificent. Of fame and of glory throughout all countries. Means it has to be the best. You know, when it comes to God, it should be the best. It should be the classy. And then if you go and read uh, Exodus, how God instructs him about the tabernacle, you will see a lot of precious stones. Main material is gold. God is into the bling, <laughs> into the show off, into the shining. Hallelujah. So he, he, he like, he, he's like that. Amen. As you keep thinking and spend time with them, you will also be shining. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So all the ladies said, Amen. Amen. <laughs> So, First Chronicles chapter 22, verse uh, 14. And verse 14 says, Now, behold, in my trouble, he says, I have prepared for the house of the Lord. Now, he's, he has been making preparation. Now, he start, he's going to explain. And he said, I've made preparations for the house of the Lord. And look at this. A hundred thousand talents of gold. Okay? A thousand thousand. That is what? One million. Talents of silver, 
and of brass, and of iron without weights. And it is in abundance. Timber also, and the stone I have prepared that you may add thereto. And then he talks about the workmen and the gold and all kinds of things. He's serious. Hallelujah. He's serious about this. And what is that? The house of the Lord. Amen. We will, we'll, go, we'll keep going. Hallelujah. And he said, what did he do? He did something. He didn't say, oh, I, lo- I, I, I love God. I love his, I, you know, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. Till Solomon reigns, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. There won't be any building. Amen. He did something. He started stocking things up. He started piling things up. And if you keep reading all the plunders and all these things that the conquest, con- the, the conquest they did and the victories God gave them, they would bring in the gold. They would bring in those things and precious things and stock it up in the house of, for the house of the Lord. So he's really serious. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. We don't have time so we don't get into it. So go and read First Chronicles and you'll get everything. Hallelujah. So, and then, let's look at it. It says, 1,000 talents of gold, 1 million talents of silver. What is a talent? Is it a gift? Is it a gift of playing guitar? Is, is that the talent? <laughs> no. A, a talent, is, I mean, if you keep, people have various, uh, you know, thing about how much a talent is. Amen. Some says it is from uh, 75 pounds. Some says 140 pounds. So, let's say at least in the middle, 100 pounds. Amen. And it says that a talent, two people were required to carry one talent. So it's not something like five kgs. It's beyond that. Okay. Hallelujah. So if you calculate like that, you know, and then it says 1,000 talents of, 100,000 talents of gold. 100,000 talents of gold. If you go and calculate 100,000 talents into uh, kgs, into... Uh, the, the cost of the gold per kg, you will come up with a figure in today's figure as $297 billion. Okay, that's just gold. $297 billion David has prepared for the house of the Lord. Amen? Let's go. So it's not just praying. <laughs> There's also giving involved. There's also preparations involved. Hallelujah. And then it says, one million talents of silver. So, silver is lesser than gold. But if you go and calculate and put it all together, it may come up to $34.2 billion. I put dollars because, you know, in rupees it goes into another level and you have to put 10 to the power of something. (laughs) You won't be able to uh, receive it. (laughs) Hallelujah. And if I say, come into the 10 to the power of 11, 12, what will you understand? As long as, because we are here to help and understand. Amen. Hallelujah. So we can see this is what he prepared for the house of the Lord. Not yet. Let's go to uh, <laughs> Ooh, 29, verse 1. Uh, there's Lord in 29. I mean, let's read verse 3. He says, Moreover, because I have set. He said, I have set something. You know? Set means you have fixed it. <laughs> Nothing is going to shake it. He has set something. What did he set? He said, I've set my affection. Affection to the house of my God. God and God's house. God and God's people. 
It's very precious. You can, you know, love is like that. You set, you decide. You purpose to love. Amen. So he says, I have set my affection, my deepest desires, my deepest thoughts, my emotions, my pleasures now is this. (laughs) I get excited. This is my, uh, I get so excited. And what is that? About the house of God. You know, what's the house of God today? You. (laughs) You and me. We are the house of God. Okay. Let me, let me come back. Hallelujah. He said, because I set my affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good. He said, my own, of my own I have done something. So he has done nationally and he has done personally. Of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I prepared for the holy house. 3,000 talents of gold. Of the gold of Ophir. I think it's India. <laughs> Hallelujah. And 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house withal. Gold for the things of gold and silver for the things of silver and for all manner of work to be made by the hands of artifice. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we hear verse 3 in Kannada, Brother John? Nanu Pavitraleke, Ivogal Nella, Sangarisi Delade, Nana Devara Alia the Melana Anuraga Dinda, Adakoskara Nana Swanta Sotininda. Hallelujah. You know, if you calculate that, I think it comes to around $8.9 billion in gold and $239 million US dollars. Hallelujah. So he says here, because I've set my affection unto the house of my God. You know, God, David knows this God. You know, do you, do you know a time when, when uh, you know, they come to this place called Siklag and they have taken everybody from there. They've taken all the goods, they've taken David's wives, taken all the men's, and everything has been taken. Not one was killed, that's a miracle. I mean, but they have come and taken everything and David and his men came there and they see, and the Bible says they started to cry. They started to cry and cry. Until there was no more strength in them to cry. Hallelujah. There was no more strength in them to cry. And then you know what happened? The other men started to, wanted to stone David. (laughs) You know, there's nothing wrong in crying. There's nothing wrong in being emotional. As long as those emotions are not leading you. Hallelujah. How many of you get this? Amen. The emotions is not your leader. He'll take you away, man. He will make you to stone God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he, here is the king. He is the champion. He is the anointed one. And they wanted to stone him. And Bible says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. <laughs> Woo! You only need God, man. I'm telling you. With God, you are a majority. So David started to encourage himself. How? David started to talk to David. Hope thou in God. Expect. You know, when you are down and emotional, you won't hear God. You will be led in another way. That's why when you are in a wall crying and all, don't give offering. (laughs) Purpose in your heart and give. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. You know, purpose. Like David said, I've set my affection. I'm going to do this. 
because I love you. My affection is on you. And I, need, I can't just keep quiet. I need to come and drop something here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something that has got weight. Hallelujah. So, so David knows this God. And he said, see, all these affected him and it changed him. And that's why God records him as a man after God's own heart. So can you see, you know, what is happening here? Your worship and your giving is connected. You can praise, you can sing songs, and, and, and it's not complete without giving. It's powerful. And when you come into that place, you're, not, you're giving because God can scratch your back. No. You're giving so that you can uh, you know, adjust something so God will do something for you. You're giving because you believe it's done. It's finished. And you're so full of that truth. And you say, I can't keep quiet. I, I can't just stay still. I need to offer something heavy here. Hallelujah. How many of you understand what we're doing here? <laughs> something happening to you? I believe the Holy Ghost will do something to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then David asked, Now I have given this. Now what do you have to offer? Not by pressure. Not by constraint. Because you have to give, you know. Don't give offering because you have to give an offering. He said, but willingly. And Bible says they started to get into it. And they rejoiced. And they started to, uh, I mean, there's so much in this verse. You go home and read it. And they got so excited. And they started to offer. They started to give willingly. And they started to rejoice. And David, it was a big offering. (laughs) It was a huge, huge time of worship. It was a huge time of worship. So never mock the offering time. Never mock. And because when you do that, miracles can happen when you give offerings. Deliverance can happen when you give offerings. Your business can break through and break out during your offering time. Can you see this is powerful? And if a church doesn't teach this, they are losing out. (laughs) It's not matching. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So today, we are the house of God. This building is a tool to help and equip the house of God. Can you imagine? The people are the house of God. So like David, you can set your affection on building people up. In getting them saved. In establishing them and strengthening them. You know, if you go and uh, uh, you know, read the Gospels, Jesus' primary ministry was not to the poor. He, he did minister to the poor, but that was not his number one job on the earth. It was getting the word to people. It was getting the word to people so that they can hear, they can get saved, they can be built up. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you see a right balance here? Amen. Hallelujah. So today, we are the house of God. Everything that we do is a tool to equip and build the house of God. 
That's why Jesus said, go feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. We are in short of people who are ready to give their life to feed the lambs. I'm sorry to say. That much is your affection. Don't, don't, don't have to be forced now because nobody is there. But where is your affection? Is it only that you can come to church so that you can just have some fun and go? Are we coming to church so that you can just fellowship and go? Or are we here because of God? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So our number one job is to get the word out there. Get people fed. Amen. Hallelujah. Our number one job is not anything else. I mean, it's not really humanitarian in the world's eyes. We have a different agenda. Because our affection is set on God and His house. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. So your giving is an act of worship. It's an act of thanksgiving. It is an act of honor for all that God has done for you. Amen. Giving is from the heart. It is an expression of your gratitude. Amen. Hallelujah. I think we have a little more time. (laughs) And let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. May these truths change you. May these desires be realigned. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your presses shall burst out with new wine. Can we hear that brother John in Canada? Ninna adaya dindalo, beleo prathama panadindalo, yohovananno sanmanisu. Hallelujah. And verse 10 also. Hallelujah. You know, the word honor means to give weight. Means you put some heaviness on it. Means you give value to it. Hallelujah. You give me preference to it. Means you give it the number one place. He says, honor the Lord. Honor God. Honor God. Give God the first place. You know, give God's word the first place. And if he tells you something, that is more important than what anybody says. If he tells you something, he shows you something in the word that is above your feelings. Above anything else. Hallelujah. And here it says, honor him with your substance. The Amplified, it says, honor the Lord with your capital. Hallelujah. Let's see. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors. Not by cheating, not by crooked ways, not by lying. And then he said, I've got an offering for you, Lord. You can keep it. This is, see, nobody will know all these things except you and God. That's the best part. Hallelujah. Here men that die receive tithes. But there he receives honor, there he receives praise, there he receives worship, there he receives your motives, there he receives your priorities. Hallelujah. So here it says, honor the Lord with your wealth. That's NLT. 
and with the best part of everything you produce. And then it says, so shall you. There is a guaranteed promise that is connected to it. That means when you honor God with something that is of substance, with your money, with your wealth. Hallelujah. If, if I'm making you uncomfortable, I am sorry. We'll have to keep doing this <laughs> till we are comfortable because I think your affections are not in the right place if you are uncomfortable. But if it has been set and aligned, you will say, okay, Lord, here I am. Whatever adjustment I want, I want to make, I will do. You will either rebel or you will submit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So that means when you say when you honor God with your wealth, that means you're giving him the right to speak to you concerning your money, concerning your finances. Means you're giving him the authority and say, Lord, what you tell me, that's what I'm going to do. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So genuine, true worship to God and honor to God involves gift giving. Do you know when those magi came to uh, meet Jesus, they were kings. They came to worship Jesus. They didn't come empty handed. They came with boxes. They were kings. Hallelujah. They came with wealth and they brought it and worshipped Jesus with that gift. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me stop with this. Psalms 96 and verse 6. He says, honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Now look at verse 8. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness Fear before him all the earth. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, God gets excited when your heart is in your giving. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse uh, uh, 7 says, God loves a cheerful giver. And amplified it says, uh, you know, God is... Let me read that. Let everyone give as he had made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or of sorrowfully or under compulsion. But God loves. He takes pleasure in, prizes about other things, and is unwilling to abandon to do without. A cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it giver whose heart is in his giving. Hallelujah. I believe you heard something today. <laughs> May it change your life. You know, when we, are, uh, when we were a child, we did childish things. We did childish things. I mean, funny stuff. That's how when you're growing up, you know, more, 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 I mean, many of us came to Jesus for the benefits. I needed help. I needed deliverance. I needed this, that, and the other. And he, and he does it. He gives it to you because that's who he is. He's, he's the mighty one. He's God. 
He is the king of kings. He is the supreme one. Hallelujah. You come to him for help, you will get help. But after walking in with for some time, don't you think you should change now from that benefit to the person who gives you the benefit? Hallelujah. You have set your affection on this, that, and the other. You set your affection on building this and building that and doing this and building the other stuff. Hallelujah. Don't you think it's time to set your affection on the person? Paul said, this is my, <laughs> my, my purpose to know him. This is my driving force that I may know him. Knowing him. Knowing God. Hallelujah. Going after God. This is my life's purpose. Hallelujah. So, as you grow up, you put away childish things. Put away certain childish things. That's all we need to do. That's all we are saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we, let's grow. Let's move in. Let's come up. Hallelujah. And if Jesus comes tonight, we can say, Lord, I made that adjustment. Hallelujah. How many of you think Jesus is coming close? He's really close. Amen. Hallelujah. So like Pastor said on Wednesday, all that we have actually boils down to one day. And that one day involves what? Steps. One, one steps. That's all. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You can forget about yesterday because yesterday is gone. And all you have is today. And today, make a step. I'm telling you again, I'm not putting a bucket here after this service. Amen. This is about your heart. This is about God. It's about Jesus. It's about your affection on Him. Everything else will follow. So your confession, your praying, everything is now coming from that place where He has finished, He has done it. It's coming from there. Hallelujah. And I think that is powerful and that's got weight. Amen. Can we just worship God a little bit and, and commit ourselves to Him, Father, in the name of Jesus. And if anybody is in this, in this church, if anybody is in this building, and if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I tell you, you know, there is nobody who loves you like Jesus. He died for you. He took your sin. He took your curse. He paid everything for your life so that you can be right with Him. That, so that He can bring you home. If you have not accepted, I would say, if anybody's watching, why don't you call on this name? Why don't you give your heart to Jesus? All that you need is not to do anything. Believe that He died for you and say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. And that instant, He comes into your life. A peace comes into you. A, a, a miracle happens to you. You will have God in your life. And all the benefits will follow because of the one who is in your life. Things will begin to change. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Father, we worship you. We thank you for what we heard today. We bring it before you, Lord. Every word, every scripture, everything, we just bring it before you and we worship you and say, Lord, we have nobody else like you. 
you are the only one that matters in our life. Hallelujah. We worship you that you are everything. You are our life. You are our breath. You are the source of everything. And we seek you alone, Lord. We worship you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We worship you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe some damage has been done. And some, some building up has happened. Uh, thank you for listening. You are blessed. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you all for being part of that wonderful time. I'm sure that you're stirred up to believe God. Amen? Hallelujah. Awesome. Brother Anup is a blessing. Like I was saying, in case God wants to replace me anytime, he has people to use. Amen? One of them is Brother Anup, another is Brother Joji, and so on and so forth. Your names are also there. Amen? But why should we be replaced? Let's stay here and get the job done. Amen? Praise God. But what is true here is that there is a testimony, there's a result, lives are changed, things are happening. Amen? Praise God. I'm really excited. Let's uh, think about communion for a minute. Keep your heart open. I would like to read a scripture from Second, or rather First Chronicles chapter 30. Hmm. Praise God. First Samuel chapter 30, I believe. I hope I'm not missing this here. Praise God. All right, I guess I have left it somewhere. First Chronicles. Okay, chapter 20, sorry. No, I think I got it wrong. Is it First Chronicles 30? One second, sorry, eh? My mind is somewhere. I'm not getting this correct. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Yes, that's the one. Second Chronicles chapter 30. There's this number that's rising up in my heart. I, I need to just... 24. I think it's 24th of May. If it is your some date that is close to you, I don't know who it is. 24th of May, pardon? Your anniversary, hallelujah. Praise God. Let's pray, let's pray. I believe God wants to do something special. 24th of May, ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you've seen your son's heart, his desire, their marriage, the work that you have for him. Lord, I thank you for that blessing upon them today. In the name of Jesus, I worship you. I'm acting on your word here, Lord. Their marriage be a blessing and an example on the planet to lift up many lives with an effortless love and handling of your truth. May they be a blessing to many. May the 24th of May be a day that will be remembered as a day of blessing. Increase fresh grace to deal with 
with every situation, particularly, we thank you as a family for increase, for understanding and revelation to flow in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever hurt and pain they've been through, restoration take place. Manifold in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. I believe some cool stuff is coming your way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He came single. He got married in this church. He got children. He's got a whole... His, his father-in-law is in the church. His mother-in-law is in the church. Amen. You see, sometimes you lose people, but sometimes you gain also. Amen. So don't think about leaving, but... Uh, <laughs> But if God wants you to go to another country, that's fine. But be sure God sent you there. Because the same corona is there also. (laughs) You see, you cannot just go because of benefits. Go because God told you. That's what you need to understand. Don't just go like us. We are from a family that ran around the world because of benefits. Amen? Finally, when God told me to come back to India, I said, no, no way. Hallelujah. We just moved from country to country because the money was better. And my whole life was like that. But when you receive Jesus, you receive his kingdom. That means the country is not going to change. The country is his country. The finance comes from his country. The health comes from his country. So why do you have to run here and there? Only one reason. God told you to go there. Not for the money, not for the air, not for the cleanliness. No, it cannot be based on that. It must be God told me to go. Amen? Otherwise, there's no difference. We're like everybody else. What makes you different is that another country supports you now. That kingdom supports you. That kingdom heals you. That kingdom blesses you. That kingdom comes where you are. Are you getting that? That has to enter inside. I have experienced it. We ran from country to country just for a few more dollars. But 30 years ago, I understood I received a kingdom. And that does not change. That is forever. Wherever you are, the kingdom will support you there. That's why I'm still here. Otherwise, like anybody, I can also just say, hey, 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 and push off. But we can't do that because we got a kingdom now. And that king is our eldest brother. Mentality. The mentality is different. So when Brother Anup came, he came single, working for GE Lighting, you know, just uh, doing stuff. And one day he said, that's it. I'm going to serve Jesus. And he started from, you know, nowhere. And today, praise God, we are hearing his voice. People are getting blessed. Thank God for that. Amen? Praise God. So I encourage you to love this same God. Listen to these verses. Hang on to them. Your life will never be the same. Amen. So like I was reading in Second Chronicles, you can read the whole 30th chapter. It's awesome. It's about something called Passover. Passover is actually a meal that was taken by the Jewish people under the law. Amen? So... Um, Jesus, the Bible says, he hung on the cross on the day of Passover. That same day. They did not know that he was the actual 
Passover or the lamb. So on Passover, a lamb was taken and slaughtered and everybody ate it. After roasting it, not curry, but roasted. And after you ate that, something would happen to you. Healing would flow, blessings would be real. So in Chronicles there, or rather, isn't it Chronicles? It is, right? Second Chronicles, chapter 30. You will notice that there was an order to go and have their Passover meal because they had ignored that meal for many years. And even when Hezekiah the king told them to go and eat the meal, some people were laughing. <laughs> Passover, what will Passover do? It's written there. I think verse 10 or so. As you read the whole thing, finally Hezekiah says, Lord, please help these people to take the Passover properly. And guess what happened in verse 20? The Lord heard him and healed all the people. Just by the Passover meal, by eating that you know, animal, that lamb. How much more today when the real Passover, Jesus Christ, has been offered? Amen? So what happens is if you say, okay, Lord Jesus, forgive me for any wrong thinking, any word, any action that is not in line with you, forgive me today in Jesus' name. And then you take this communion meal, which is the Passover. Guess what? You can expect healing. You can expect something to happen that will increase you, that will change your life, turn you around, bless you, etc., etc. There is no limit to the blessing in the cup. It's called the cup of blessing. Imagine something that's called the cup of blessing. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 16, right? The cup of blessing. Can we hear just the cup of blessing in Canada, please? 1 Corinthians 10 and then 16. Now, Draksha Rasada Patregagi, Devarigis Totra Salisi, Kuriwaga, Kristana Laktadali, Palogara Ragi Deve, Now Ruti and Numurido, Tinuaga, Kristana Dehadali, Palogara Ragi Deve. Amen. So here, you know, it is said plainly the, the bread and the cup, and it's called the cup of blessing. Amen. So today, when that cup comes to you, remember that's the precious blood of Jesus in a symbol. What you're getting is some juice, but it is a symbol of the blood of Jesus. And that bread is just a wafer, but it is a symbol of the body of Jesus, which was broken for us. Amen? So as you take that today, expect healing, expect God to show up in your life, expect increase, expect things to change. It is based on expectation. Expectation brings miracles. And expectation is the breeding ground. Thank you for miracles. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. That's another eligible bachelor there. He's a pilot, so in case you're into flying, you can join him. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you believe in the precious blood of Jesus, the broken body of Jesus, you can take this meal. This meal is only for believers. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. If you're a believer in this house and you take this meal, expect healing. Expect your blood counts to change. Expect your bone, your marrow, your heart, your lungs, your kidneys to be affected, to enjoy new life. Hallelujah. Be 
in an attitude of expectation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We believe, Lord. We expect. We expect from your mercy today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we pray right now. Thank you. God is touching somebody's bladder. The mercy of God is working in your bladder right now. Mercy is working in your bladder in the name of Jesus. If you've been suffering in your bladder, in any form, whether there was a growth in your bladder or any condition with your bladder, the mercy of God is healing and restoring your bladder in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Abba Father. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you right now. We worship you right now. The God who heard Hezekiah's prayer and healed the people. We worship you. That you hear our prayer in Jesus' name. That healing will flow because of this Passover meal in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's trust God. Shall we eat and drink in Jesus' name? Thank you, Jesus. We receive your benefits. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know, the Bible says that we should honor the Lord with our increase with our first fruits. Notice that. Jesus is called the first first fruit from the dead. Amen? So, God gave his first fruit for us. Therefore, it's just right for him to expect our first fruit. Amen? Jesus is God's best, and therefore you give him your best. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. As we prepare to receive the offering tithes, your gifts, whatever it is, may the increase of God be your portion. May you consider, think about it, and set your love upon the Lord, upon His work, upon His people, and give in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise your holy name. Glory to God. Amen. We use this as a point of contact right now for those who are giving by the media, by the television, and by online payments. Lord, here mortal men, they give, but there he that lives forever, he receives it. We receive right now the blessing, the increase, the abundance and overflow that your people enjoy in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Shall we receive the offering? Thank you. Glory to God. Somebody please get the basket. Hallelujah. Thank you. You are blessed. Amen.